We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Streaming now on iHeart.com and Radio.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Oh, welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. It's an interesting time on Wall Street because it's earnings season. And because the backdrop is COVID-19 shut down the economy, the economy starts to open back up. Our hospitals have been strained. Our job market has been strained. How's it going to look going forward? There is a old-fashioned, wonderful fear coming in right now. And I kind of like it. Um, For the last 20-plus years of doing this, there's been periods of times where the stock market will rally into earnings, and then it will sell off. It looks like the setup could be there. I'm not a short-term technician. I'm not one to sell fear. But this is just, it looks a little bit familiar that if we're going to have any discontent, because we didn't this summer. Remember the phrase, sell in May and go away? That didn't really happen this year. It's been buy in May, buy in June, buy in July. A good friend of mine sent me a text yesterday. Hey, my portfolio hit an all-time high. Thanks for keeping me in the markets. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we haven't really dealt with the real economy versus the stimulated economy this summer. And as Congress is starting to debate, can we create more fake economy to support our economy that's not really doing work on its own, not doing all of the heavy lifting? It's not. It's a lot of Americans are working. So I got to be very careful about dissing anyone. But there feels to be a little bit like maybe a double dip recession maybe coming along. Uh, the jobless claims are in the news today. Weekly jobless claims rose for a fifth, uh, first time since March. Is that good news or is that bad news? And where are we in that track of the world? Is good news bad news or is bad news good news for the stock market? 
or it's good news, good news, bad news is bad news. We're kind of in an area where good news may be bad news. And the premise that I'm trying to get into this whole idea of uh, earnings season is going to be kind of interesting because what's the next what's the next catalyst to move us higher? Earnings typically is a catalyst. And after earnings season, you have two things. Like, let's focus on the economy or let's focus on the presidential election. I saw something and I just I just shook my head and went, please, is this for real? Um, now there's a conspiracy theory or a news story floating around, depending on which side of the political fence you're on. That Donald Trump's going to have an October surprise with the virus a vaccine. <laughs> I'm like, are we really going there? Is this an, a side episode, like episode seven of twenty four on Fox, where it's not Keanu Reeves, but I don't even know the guy's name. I'll be quiet. Anyhow, and anyway, um, back to the stock market. Major indices have opened a little bit lower. Very defensive posturing out there. And that's why I'm saying earnings season may be the top of the market for a week, a month, a day, whatever. But it feels toppy, and it feels like we're looking for the next catalyst. Looking for Godot? No. Catalyst. <coughs> um. Equities today are kind of in the news. Microsoft has been a drag on the stock market. Uh, not because of their revenues, not because of their earnings, both better than expected, but because the stock has run up to all-time highs, knowing that we were expecting to be better than they were. So again, that's kind of what I'm feeling right now. Of like, well, great earnings didn't spark them higher. And yet Tesla's up 4.4% after the company exceeded estimates. Reportedly putting the company on track to join the S P five hundred. They have four straight quarters of earnings profitability. That kind of puts them like, hey, you can qualify for the S P five hundred. I know you're saying, who wants that crown? Trust me, people want that crown. Um Tesla's really it's not I don't even say it's divisive anymore. Because when you get four quarters of profitability, you can say well, it looks like you're just burning money. And now you can say, go shut up. <laughs> you can tell people to go shut up. Southwest Airlines reported a dreadful adjusted loss. It was better than expected. But again, they have a lot to say about travel. And we'll get into that. Twitter fell short of expectations, but it's trading higher. I just saw a general recovery um, in advertising revenues. And maybe they're benefiting a little bit. From Facebook kind of stumbling with political reform and Black Lives Matters, um, what is news and what is not news on Facebook and what is should be edited and what should not be edited. Twitter might be taking a little bit of uh, traction, but probably not really. But they be maybe getting the advertisers that they used to not get. That's exactly what Snap said yesterday. Snap said, oh, it's a little bit easier to get some of these advertisers that we weren't able to close in the past because – they're still looking to sell Tide Pods, you know? <laughs> the stuff that's invented for us to buy. Um, earnings today after the close, Intel and Skyworks. Two semiconductor companies that do very two different kind of things. Steve Mnuchin is in the news today. He talked about enhanced unemployment benefits won't continue in their current form. That's one of those themes in the, the stock market right now that has people kind of scared. 
and I've heard CFP Chad Burton talk about it in a really intelligible way about how some of his friends are running the numbers and it's almost better to be unemployed than it is to go back to work. It's almost better to take this benefit than that benefit. So that's out there in the news today as far as our economy. Will Congress get some sort of extended unemployment, some sort of extra stimulus? Will it be $100 per pay period? Will it be 600 But that $100 to $600 right now seems to be supporting a lot of people who have not been able to go back to work. U.S.-China tensions are still very much so there. So this is going to be – we're setting up for it. Like I said, uh, where's the good news going to come in? Vaccine? Sure. We'll take that one. But we kind of know that one's coming or not coming, so to speak. Uh, earnings season may be a little bit of a disappointment if what I'm seeing so far is about right. Last week, the big financial banks reported and they kind of said, we're building our reserves. This week, it's the big tech companies. Um, and they had great numbers, but it's not getting to Wall Street a good enough reaction, in my opinion, to say, oh, this is going to carry us to the next level. I don't know. Just rambling. 800-516-1220 calls on the air. One of the surveys that I read yesterday that I think was, I don't want to say alarming, but it makes you stop and talk. Let's hope. Let's talk. Coffee talk. 53% of Bay to Area tech workers are concerned they'll be laid off. 53% of the Bay Area tech workers are concerned they'll be laid off as the tech industry continues to be hit hard by the coronavirus. The stocks aren't being hit hard, but tech workers in San Francisco now are starting to think job security. Believe it or not, working from home makes you a little bit more concerned that you're going to be furloughed or cut. Now, some of the names out there are heavily dependent on venture capital, which is kind of that free money. But venture capital seems to get very conservative or picky when the economy is tough. So companies like Airbnb, Uber, and Lyft, they're conducting layoffs, and a lot of people are concerned. Now, what does that mean to you and me? We don't work there. How about if we own a home near there? More homes may be for sale. That could drive prices lower. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing in more. A lot of talk right now shaping up on Congress. And what are we going to get as far as the next level of stimulus? So what that means to me, if I were to boil it down and talk human to you, um, we're starting to get. We're starting to feel like the last round of stimulus is kind of wearing off a bit, and I don't think we're looking at our economy going. Hey, we're, we're, we look in great shape. The unemployment levels are very high. Now the employment trends are probably going in the right direction for the short term. Will it be turned into the midterm, long term? One of the things Congress wants to do is kind of juice that opportunity to say, keep things moving, America. Keep things moving. Help that economy out. Here's some back-to-school money. Just in case you weren't going to spend it, here's some BTS. So, Lenny, uh, Stinny Hoyer, he's the majority leader of the House. 
He's talking about that extra unemployment insurance. Not going to be a deal breaker, but he disagrees with the policy of ending it. That seems to be our civil war right now. I know, I know. Be careful with any civil war references, but that seems to be the thing dividing our nation. And you know I'm telling a little bit of a story, right? So don't get all mad. Like, civil, my daddy fought in the civil war, and he just re- you just referred to it as a modern day. Please don't. And I know your daddy didn't fight in the civil war. So anyway, majority leader, Stephen Hoyer, he said money for state and local governments are very important to the Democrats. So maybe they say, give our states money, and you don't have to give individuals money. Maybe that's the compromise. Like, the individual gets sold out to the state government. I don't know whose hands I'd rather have that money in. Politicians? I've never really liked politicians with money. I've never really liked, uh, met a tax dollar that a politician did not want. So, who do you want that money in? Like, who's going to spend it? Is it going to be the individual? Is it going to be the state? And who's going to spend it better? The individual or the state? So it's interesting to watching how this sausage is made. The reduction in extra unemployment insurance, not a deal breaker. The $16 billion in testing is well short of what Democrats want. The administration came forward way too late on this legislation. But Democrats are saying we're prepared to compromise. It's kind of important right now to win political battles or to make you look like you're winning political battles because it's about 100 days until the next election. So if the last thing Republicans do or Democrats can do is send you to the polls thinking, hey, those are the guys that got me one more stimulus check. It's going to be interesting. Sausage is being made in the kitchen. Do not come in and see the sausage being made in the kitchen. Uh, Chad was telling me one day, CFP Chad Burton, New Focus Financial, was telling me about uh, one of the weirdest fights he ever saw people get in over not money when mom and dad died, but something really odd. It was the sausage maker. It was the family sausage maker. I know you're saying, what is the? Is this a person? Is this a, a little man who lives in a cabin? No, it, it's a tool that is in a cabin that you throw in random parts of an animal and you pump a couple times and out comes animal sausage. And the kids were fighting about that. You don't think the kids are going to fight about money? When you pass, they will. Um, so Treasury Secretary Mnuchin is on CNBC. Larry Kudlow's out on Fox. The administration is doing what they can to try to get this message out right here, right now, that we're going to get some sort of bill out there. Um, that the Republicans are on the same page because there's some talk coming into this uh, moment in financial history of trying to get that next round of stimulus. That the Republicans are starting to fray with the, uh, the, the president, and I don't know if that's true. I don't pay that much attention to that detail of politics. I'm all burned out on politics. This has been a bad year to be a politics junkie. Um, <clears throat> so what we know, like payroll tax deduction will not be in the bill. Americans will get more money in August. New bill will have $16 billion for COVID-19 testing. Trump is open to additional stimulus package after this one. Bill will be, include money for states to cover losses from the pandemic. No intention of raising the corporate tax rate. Um, wants a stable dollar. That's also another thing that's been in the news recently, and that goes back to gold. <clears throat> gold finger. Um, one of the reasons gold is getting a little bit more shine these days um, is tied towards you know the the weak dollar story. And the weak dollar story, it's just boring as all heck. 
I, I would love to get into the, the nitty gritty, and but I would lose half my audience. But a weak dollar essentially is a soft asset because it's paper. You want more of it? Let's go make more of it. Gold is considered a hard asset because you can't really make more of it. I don't know if that's true or false. Like, there's sometimes I say something out there. I'm like, have we invented a way for making gold? Just to want to make sure that like that didn't happen while I was away. Like, you got the postcard and I didn't, and I looked like a jerk face. So, gold is considered a hard asset. In theory, let's say there's four bazillion tons of it on the world. Uh, when you and I die, there'll still be four bazillion tons of it on the world, but they'll probably go from one bazillion dollars to a hundred bazillion dollars being printed. So gold gets a little bit of a play in the environment where you're like, woohoo, happy days are here again. Another paycheck protection payroll program coming my way. Another unemployment check coming up. Like eh, when we're printing that kind of money, you can see where people get kind of speculative and say, why not gold? And again, my, my philosophy on gold is it's just a pretty metal. And a lot like you and me, as we age, our, our, our beauty will fade. It is shocking. I saw some pictures from the 1980s of like Molly Ringwald and uh, the guy who pay, played the Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. And like, whoa, 40 years have not been kind to anyone. They were skinny. They were tiny. They had no musculature in their face from eating. <laughs> Um, hey, Sarah Jessica Parker, did you date? No, but she was, uh, they all were skinny in the 80s. Well, there was a lot of cocaine in the 80s, but you get the idea. Um, aging, not the most beautiful of things, but hey, we're talking gold, we're talking investments, we're talking age, and we're talking COVID and much, much more. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. There's one company I find slightly interesting, Centos, because they're a uniform company. And right there, it's like fascinating. Not only are they a uniform company, but like they can deliver rubber gloves and face masks to your restaurant or your hospital if you're like you're doing nursing uniforms kind of thing. Um, the chef clothes, what are those called? Chef clothes? <laughs> the chef hats? Um, Cintas would be a play, it would be a validation on the economy. If you see the stock moving higher, it should be telling you, we think more people will be at restaurants. More people will be out in the economy. If you see the stock going lower, it should be saying in six months from now, we see things getting tougher. Now again, it's going to get bumpy in there because there's going to be days where there's like first-time unemployment claims. <clears throat> where are jobs being added? Where are jobs being taken? So it'll be bumpy, but the general trend is CentOS should be a company that we look at and go, that's kind of telling me what's happening in the economy. So it's a forward-looking indicator. The stock is, if you believe that it is a discounting mechanism, which, again, there's some things you're going to have to come in and say, I, I get it. I, I get the Wall Street's a little bit weird on a day-to-day -day basis. News can surprise things, but it's a pretty good, efficient teller of the future. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money 
on AM 1220 KDOW. Every now and then, something happens during the commercial. I think it's kind of cute and worthy of bringing on and talking a little bit about. Um, my producer and I, he's getting an apartment. He's a younger man. So he's my millennial. He's our, our, our show's millennial, so to speak. One of the things he was talking about is how his generation loves Ikea and doing hacks. And once you kind of figure this stuff out, that's a new way of buying furniture and decorating furniture and getting more bang for your buck with it. I was like, yeah, my secret was every time I'd move and I don't want to take furniture with me, I'd get on Craigslist. I'd just find someone who's moving. In the Bay Area, there's a lot of people being fired right now. There's a lot of people moving out of state. There's a lot of people moving 25 miles. Uh, The whole idea of work from home has changed the dynamic of uh, there's a lot of furniture for sale on Craigslist right now, and a lot of it's dirt cheap. Now, I bring this up. Why? Because it's one of the, the things that your children will go through. And as a parent, hopefully we can guide them just a skosh. Um, I look at my producers. Uh, I feel like a father figure to him, even though he's a little bit too old for. I, I'm not saying I couldn't. He couldn't be my son, but technically, technically, he could have. Um, but the idea of like getting out on Craigslist, I got so much nice furniture in my life. You know what sucks about furniture? It doesn't stay nice very long, right? If you use it, it gets abused, or you become like this freaky weird person. Like, no shoes on the kitchen table. <laughs> no shoes on the kitchen table. Well, okay, there probably shouldn't be shoes on the kitchen table, but you get the idea. <clears throat> um, a lot of people are moving right now, and they're making bad financial decisions. I got to be out this weekend, therefore I'm going to sell this eight thousand dollar table for eighty bucks. There's a lot of stuff that goes on like that, and if you don't think that's a financial lesson that you can pass on to your kid, I'm working on a bigger kind of podcast that's going to be geared towards the national audience and not geared towards day-to-day stock market stuff. I'm working on a lot of the concepts with it, and, and some of them are, I guess we can call them Rob Black hacks, Rob Black financial hacks. And that might be one kind of thing. You know, in the past, I've had a character called Evil Rob Black, and it's, it's ways for you to save money that eh, maybe not the nicest way. You know, water's not free. Anytime you turn on a water fountain, it's not free. Someone's paying for it, whether it's the city or whether it's you. Now, water can be actually more expensive at times than oil, which is a fascinating thing to start thinking about. But I won't get there right now. But Evil Rob Black once said something along the lines of, hey, if your neighbor's on vacation, you could water his yard for him, but you could also water your yard with his water too. And it's a joke. I don't want to get people upset like, you shouldn't do that. That's stealing. You're, you're suggesting stealing is okay. What are you going to say next? That stealing from your office uh, toilet paper is a good idea? Well, maybe. <laughs> the evil Rob Black probably stole some toilet paper in his life from the restaurants that he worked at. I know you're saying, yeah, have a bad financial day. You go in, you're hoping to make 60 to $80 in tips, and you uh, make 40 So you're like, I'm going to get some toilet paper because this stuff doesn't buy itself for free. <laughs> and I know you're saying, man, you've got a scrappy attitude towards money. This was 20 years ago. And again, it's your kids are going to go through areas in the day. So how can you teach them? What are some of the hacks you can teach them? I think one of the best things I try to do is tell people, you, you should have $100,000 before you buy an individual stock. You should play the game for a little bit. You should get a, a one year of S&P 500. There should be a law. Vote for Rob Black and you'll get a chicken in your pot. And I will pass a law that says um, you automatically have to have a 401k. 
and the first year of it, it automatically has to be in the S&P 500. Let's get people started. If the S&P 500 is up 7 out of 10 years, I feel pretty good about that. I feel real good about that. Um, <clears throat> there should be a law that people should buy individual stocks. I saw that Robinhood, very popular stock trading app in the United States, that they just came out and said, Whoa, we were supposed to launch in London today, but we're not going to. So they, they, they've, they've held back their UK or the European launch. Is it because of a guy who accidentally hit a wrong thing and lost $70,000 or $700,000 and committed suicide? It might be. Governments like to attack companies that are big and successful. And Robinhood is an app that's pretty big and successful. And they've changed the world. And I know you're saying, are you? they accelerated the change when they made trading free. When you could buy a stock for free. Now, again, I'm not getting into, into politics of the, the wealthy versus the poor. But suddenly a poor person or a lower income person or a financially challenged person has the ability to go out and buy a share of a company, become an owner of Intel, become an owner of, of AMD, become an owner of uh, whatever it is they think is important, whether it be Pulte Group or AMC Entertainment. I don't want to own AMC Entertainment. But I know people who are like, well, it's $4. It could easily go to 5 That's all the capital I have is $4. Well, I'd rather buy $4 of Apple than $4 of AMC. I'd rather buy $4 of Disney than $4 of AMC. And that's where people get kind of sick in their head because you just want $4 to become 5 Just buy $4 of the greatest companies on the planet. <clears throat> but a lot of people go, well, I, I kind of need to buy this one where people don't really want to go to movie theaters right now because of illness. And there's people have been wanting cutting down on movies theaters. And uh, we've now seen some companies experiment with releasing movies at home and do just as well as they would have in the movie theater. <clears throat> so now is not the time for me to be going, woohoo, AMC Entertainment. I can go Disney and go entertainment, but I don't have to bullet shot. You know what I'm saying? So there is late July is here. Now we're starting to get into mid-August, maybe late August for when movies might come out or not. <clears throat> I don't know if they're on track, but I can tell you if they are, it doesn't feel quite right from what we're seeing in the media. So Warner Brothers got has an action movie, Tenet, T-E-N-E-T, which, for the record, has African-American action star leader. And I think that's great. Um, <clears throat> there was a time and point in time where it was Stallone, Schwarzenegger, and Bruce Willis got all the action movies. White guy, white guy, white guy. Um, I'm appreciative that the world couldn't take a hero with skin that's slightly darker than white. I woohoo! <laughs> We're so evolved now, right? Ah, look who's coming to dinner! Like. Uh, it takes a long time for change to look real, in my opinion. So Mulan, Disney's Mulan, um, live action movie. Again, person of color. Will these two movies get out in August? Will we come to see them? Will Mulan win in the end? Will Tenet beat the bad guy? Uh, yeah. I don't know if we will be there, though. So there's still some questions, right? Uh, 800-516-1220. Pulte Group is a big home builder, and they gave some guidance. Now, 
Pulte Group, big home builder, what kind of guidance they can teach us a little about in the economy? They say the zip code level analysis points to movement of renters and homeowners from urban centers to surrounding suburbs. Okay, so you go in to look for a home to be built and you punch in a zip code where you want it built. And that's in the suburbs. It's surrounding the cities. It's no longer in the urban areas. Okay, so we, we kind of knew that was happening, but now you see some proof of it. A friend of mine is a realtor in San Francisco, and he said they're, they're, a lot of people are selling their properties for an area that it was tight, locked up tight where they weren't. June orders were up 21% year over year, uh, according to Pilty Home, Pilty Group, home builder. Uh, biggest, one of the biggest, I could, if I had a seven or eight fingered hand, I can count on one hand how many, uh, how many home builders there are. And yeah, you can kind of get a little bit like go high end or you can go West Coast uh, focus or Southeast focus in the United States, which is the hottest growing area in the United States as far as real estate goes. <clears throat> um, but Pulte Group, gives a, they show us a lot. Demand remains strong in the first week of July. Limited supplies driving up demand for homes. Company expects average sales price between four hundred twenty and 430000 So I don't own Pulte. I, I might. So <clears throat> I should back off on that statement. Uh, that might be one of the holdings that is in there um, <clears throat> that I don't see every single time. Um, or it might have just been added or taken away from portfolio. So anyway, Pulte Group, home builder, right? What's kind of interesting to me about them is some of the insight that they give us. I think the biggest one is that people are moving out of the big cities. That's just another point of it's telling you, yeah, that is happening, just in case you didn't think it was. 800-516-1220 calls on the air. Twitter said on their conference call that they're seeing a gradual, moderate recovery, graduate, moderate recovery in advertising revenues. Um, They said that there was a bump in the quarter tied towards the June protest boycotts. But they say the business looks like it bottomed in March. Okay, that's another piece, right? So earnings season is fun for me, right? You can bounce around from piece to piece and kind of put together a puzzle. You can go off headline news if you want to. You can go off commodity news if you want to. You can go off interest rates or currencies. There's so many ways to track the stock market. Do I want you to do it just on yields? <clears throat> Good question. If I say buy the 10-year, if the 10-year's treasury is under 3.5% buy stocks, could you just buy the S&P 500 and the Welsh for 5,000 and it'd be done? You look at that 10-year treasury and you go, well, you could in theory, because in theory you're investing to try to beat inflation. And if inflation's that low, stocks are going to be your only option. As interest rates and inflation picks back up, you're going to need something to beat that pickup. <clears throat> That's way oversimplified. Now, could I tell you to, that you can invest in the stock market based on just news? I think you could. Um, but the news that I want you to, to focus on is, is the world more capitalistic or is it more socialistic? And the more socialism that happens, the, the less I like capitalism. And the more capitalism that happens, the more I like stock markets. So if you see Japan's going capitalist, if you see Italy's going socialist, if you see France is, is more socialist than ever before, there's different ways to invest in the stock market for sure. You should come up with one that works for you. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I bring this up because I should. Only because it kind of adds to some of the, the, the mythology of the show. Everyone knows I grew up playing video games and that I probably became a millionaire from investing in stocks that were tied towards video games. Um, technology stocks in particular, I have a fondness for. Doesn't mean I'll always do it, but I think they make the best stories for air. Should you invest on what you hear on air? No. You should figure out what works for you, but you should say, wow, this guy's been doing it for 20, 25 years, and he said he made a million dollars off tech stocks, so he's got some credibility. Or figure out what works for you, right? So in earnings season, tech stocks are the ones that I'm probably most attracted to, just naturally. Um, Tesla, I like it, but it's kind of tough to talk on air a lot about as far as an investment. What I've said from the beginning, if you want to own Tesla, you buy a little bit of it now and a little bit of it later. I get it. At one point in time, I wanted a Tesla. They're cool. Um, most of America didn't have one. I live in an area now where it's like the most common car. So you go down the road, you go down the street, you park on, and almost every other house has a Tesla. So it went from very unique looking and kind of cool to, well, it kind of looks like the Palo Alto Prius. That's not a compliment. Jobless claims could spike by 40% more in the coming weeks. This is going to be an interesting time to, to, to get through. As we get through earnings season, we lose that spark of we have to wait another 90 days to see how many billions of dollars companies earn or did it earn. But the airlines are going to – you're starting to see more people and more headlines come out of the airlines. and They may not be hitting you, but like 80,000 pilots accepted early retirement. These are job losses. And you can play around with the money in the short term and say, well, the company's not losing the money and he took a big old severance and he got a big old paycheck. He's happy. In a couple months, he's going to be like, I wonder if the United's hiring because I just got furloughed from Southwest and I'm not saying anything about either company. And he may find that there's too many people looking for his job. So we got some bad news coming. But we also are starting to craft the relief bill. What will it have? What will it not have? That'll A lot of that sausage making will be done this weekend on the TV shows. So, and more of it will happen next week. As you know, You'll hear like Nancy Pelosi said this about that. And you'll hear, you know, the Republican who's like really desperate to get reelected or a Democrat who's like really close to upsetting someone. They'll be like, I need this bill. I need this bill. And you're going to, you, you'll hear a lot of conversation about it. Anyhow. And hopefully, and I, I say this gently, hopefully it's the last stimulus bill we need coming out of Congress because it's not fun watching Congress do this stuff. But let's talk about tech stocks that I like to watch and follow because I think the stories are fascinating. NVIDIA became worth more than Intel. And if you were around in the 80s and 90s and said, well, there's going to be this company that makes video game graphic processors and later on we're going to learn that those processors were really good for cars, and self-automated driving cars. And maybe we'll learn, like, you'd never have thought NVIDIA would have been able to ever, never, ever be worth more than Intel. 
it shows you that technology can become a commodity and it's humbling. Smaller, cheaper, faster. Intel, there was a day when they'd come out with a new architecture and I'd be like, I need a new computer because of that. And now I can't tell the difference between an i7, an i5, an i9, a 10th generation, 11th generation, 12th. I, I can't tell the difference. So it's been become a very good, uh, more of a commodity to me. Whereas NVIDIA, their 1,000 platform cards versus the 2,000 platform cards, I'm like, that's a big difference. I need the 2,000. It's 1,000 more kind of thing, right? Uh, but NVIDIA in recent weeks has approached SoftBank, knocking on their door about getting something boring. SoftBank is a kind of a venture capitalist, I always want to say patent troll, um, Japanese company that is trying to get into companies like WeWork when they're teeny tiny, bring them public and cash out tens and hundreds of millions of dollars and go buy, go invest in 10 more of those and hope you get another one. That's kind of what SoftBank does. And they have the intellectual property of Arm Holdings. And Arm Holdings is kind of this UK group that has a processing technology that's different than what Intel ever, ever went that direction. So NVIDIA would be getting in the business of licensing the ARM products and the intellectual property underneath it. And ARM products are used in a lot of smartphones and tablets. So the, the processing power. And you've recently seen Apple say, you know, this is important, so we're going to start developing this on our own. And we may be using ARM holdings as well for future, but not all, but maybe all products. That's how Apple plays the game. We may or may not, but we may. And it may be a little bit, or maybe none, or it may be all of it. It's like, okay, that's a good blanket. So NVIDIA is a great GPU play. It's at a 52-week high. It was a stock that was on my list in March. Um, because it's aggressive, I did not buy it. I held back. I did buy other things, and I'm comfortable with that. Um, <clears throat> so NVIDIA is a tech company that I've known for a long time. There's a video game out there called Duke, Nukem. There was one called uh, Doom. And as these games came out, they, they used the processing power, the graphic processing power, more and more and more. Those were games that I would play 25 years ago at 10 o'clock at night after I'd worked a 10-hour, uh, 10 to 12-hour day doing radio and television financial media and doing portfolio management. So I get those. I get it. Because I started playing video games very early in my life. And to this day, I'm still fascinated by the technology. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Listen to the show Mondays through Fridays, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. here on KDOW, AM 1220. And don't forget to tell friends about the podcast because that's what it's all about. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Help a thing, is it pick my mouth off the floor? Oh, you still know.